Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to another episode of the signal podcast i'm your host james polter throughout the summer we're going to be taking a break from our regular schedule and bringing you a series of different longer form interviews looking at different perspectives on the the role of faith media and how we can live as christians working in that world on today's episode i've got a fascinating interview with a character that you may not have met before he's known as action jackson the uk ambassador of happiness and i recorded this interview with him this week at the christians in media sessions happening in central london where we had a series of workshops going on in this episode we talk about topics like resilience how we can make sure that we are bringing grace into the workplace and what it might mean to create a better environment for young people who are joining into the media industry i hope you're going to enjoy it this is my interview with action jackson from christians in media's working sessions in central london this week um, I'm joined today with Action Jackson, or at least that's the that's his brand that he goes by. I'm sure he'll tell you a little bit more about that. Is the UK ambassador for happiness, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to try and bring more happiness into the culture, try and bring more positivity into the workplace, and really around this subject of resilience. I think is one of the big things that many of us are facing. We've brought this up on the show many times before that as we're out there working in the world, particularly for Christians working in the media, how can we become more resilient how do we you know use biblical principles to do that how do we use uh, just our general day-to-day routines how can we make ourselves more resilient and particularly the crisis of people you know suffering with mental health in the workplace and um, what can we do to fight some of those problems so i'm really pleased to be joined by mr action or do you like to be mr jackson which way around action jackson's good yes it's great to, to be here um so i'll start off by singing this i'm h-a-p-p-y three six five yeah i'm h-a-p-p-y that's the only way to stay alive and that's the anthem i live by nice <laughs> i truly believe that you you can be happy 
you know, my thing is spreading happiness 24-7, both in business and in education as well. I've been doing this for about 20 years now. And I think the secret to where we're going is embracing who we are. So, yeah, working a lot in education with my team, the Fix Up team. We go and we do workshops on motivation and resilience for young people and also building a business after 20 20 years you start to see patterns i started my business pre-internet i wrote letters and had to wait like three weeks for a reply (laughs) so now with the internet and with the increase in people's um identity crisis you start to realize that the message now has to change so yeah tell us what does it take in principle to be happy in the workplace what what do you think are the things that people are, are maybe missing today i i always use uh i always call her call it grace okay grace and i'll be teaching about that later on and the g is gratitude you've got to be grateful for who you are where you are so wherever you find yourself be grateful for the fact that you're there someone on that day woke up and could not get out of bed So I always start, I believe the secret to happiness in business, in education, in marriage and life is gratitude. Then the R is, I call it sort of returning back to your truth. You've got to return back to who you really are. When you're grateful, you start to realize that you're actually great. You're actually amazing. Once you discover that, make sure you return back to that space. So that's critical. And the A in grace is acceptance. Accepting yourself for who you are, uh, very, very important. C is confidence, embracing that confidence. Once you've got gratitude, you've got returning to your truth, accepting that truth, you've got to be confident in that truth. And E, express it to the world. Express it to the world how, in your mind? In my mind, expressing love and happiness to the world by actually catching people at a point whereby they're doing something great. Most people are walking around asking themselves, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? If you can actually be the positive answer to that person, then all of a sudden they're looking forward to coming back to work because someone in that workplace actually recognizes that I'm good at something because most of the time we're walking around saying, can someone please love me? So by verbally expressing to someone, hey, I saw you do that, well done. I'm very practical in my approach. <laughs> Let's talk about something that's come up here a few times, both here at the sessions we're recording today, at the Christians and Media Sessions in Central London, uh, but it's also come up with many of the people that have written into the show and spoken to us, which is this idea of the imposter syndrome. <laughs> this idea that comes up time and time again of, and you just said it there, am I good enough? Yeah. Um, and this feeling that then there is a need to express that we are good enough, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even when we don't feel that way. Yeah. How can we think about combating that? How can we think about dealing with that sense of being an imposter? Are we all imposters, really? Are we, are we trying to kind of deal with that in the right way? Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I battle with that every day. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I still get that little voice that says, are you good enough? Um, I'm privileged to get a book deal recently uh, by uh, big publishers. And when they came to me and said, here you go, here's an advance, I said, ooh, me? Oh, no. And I sat and I asked myself, why are you like that? Embrace this opportunity that you've been waiting for, praying for. So majority of people suffer from that simply because of that inner voice, that belief system that says, oh, you know what? This person has done X and I've done Y and I don't think I'm good enough. And I say to people, we're all at different chapters in our life. I'm on chapter 39. Somebody else is on chapter 12. What you've got to do is to recognize who you're serving. Take the attention away from yourself and put it on the mission. 
whether you're working in finance, in business, in education, take your focus off yourself and onto that person and realize that you are sent as a messenger and as a solution to that world. And slowly you start to realize that, okay, this is not about me. This is about, you know, the people that I'm serving. That's the quickest way. That's the one thing I've done to be able to overcome that. One of the things that you uh, talk about a little bit in your talks, and I think you'll be speaking on today, is this idea of resilience, as I said at the start. You know, resilience is something I think we all would like to feel that we had more of mm-hmm. in our lives. <laughs> but we all struggle to get it. In your mind, how would you define kind of being resilient in the workplace or in education, or, and particularly for those of us that have a presence in the media? And as you said it yourself before we started recording, we kind of all have to do the media ourselves anyway yeah. now as a, a means of promoting our own businesses or promoting our own work. Mm-hmm. How do we stay resilient in that way? Well, I think number one is about surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same journey. You realize I'm not the only one. Don't ever be secretive about the challenges you're facing. Because me in business, I'm having to do everything. I surround myself with other people in business who are going through the same struggles. So I realize, oh, I'm not the only one. So I should just stop moaning about this problem that I'm going through. Oh, look, look what I have to do. I stayed up all night. Well, so did I. So what's the problem? Let's just get on with it. You know, and I have this phrase that says, try, fail, learn, repeat. That's the only way to make life sweet. Try, fail, learn, repeat. That's the only way to make life sweet. You're going to try. You're going to fail. You're going to learn then repeat because I believe that growth is on the process you know happiness comes from the growth not the goal happiness comes from the growth and you only get the happiness in the growth when you fall and you get back up again and people of old they've had to go through to be be where we are today we're standing on the shoulders of giants they had to be resilient so I believe mentorship and friendship those two things will help you to become more resilient uh, in your journey let's talk about mentorship because that's something that you in what you actually do kind of pose that role of being a mentor and, and work with many mentors as well what do, what should people look for when they're looking for a mentor what's the type of characteristics you're looking for in someone if you're just going to try and approach an, an older person perhaps in the workplace yeah. or even a, a someone at peer level or a colleague what should you be asking mm. <laughs> how, how can we how can we actually start down that journey of mentors because i think for for myself and i think for many that we speak to that's actually quite a difficult thing now to go and find someone and take that courageous step to ask someone hey would you mentor me hey would you be involved like what are some steps to kind of go through there well I think number one you pick a mentor based on results okay what have they achieved because if they've achieved something they've definitely got something to teach you Uh, don't pick a mentor based on just popularity look closely into don't look up to the mentor look into the mentor Yeah, because people look, oh, oh, wow, he's got 5 million followers and he's gone here, he's gone there. No, when you look in to listen to the podcast from that mentor or sit and have a chat with a mentor, because once you get to know what's on the inside of that person, then you begin to add value to that mentor, you know, by saying, I would love for you to mentor me. Is there any way I can serve you in whatever you're doing? I have a young lady who came to me about a year ago. She said, oh, Action Jackson, can you mentor me? I said, I don't have time for mentorship because I'm always busy. But you know what? Work with me, travel with me. As you work with me and travel with me, you get to see the real me at work, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you're able to pick what you need. So that's one way I mentor. Some people, it's like a sit-down mentorship where you have a chat. So definitely look at their results before you pick them. I like that a lot. And you said, you know, so someone comes along with you, they see the real you. Mm -hmm. So 
when you're in that situation where you've got someone coming alongside you like that how do you then as the mentor to flip that around make sure that you are presenting a truthful version of yourself to that person mm. rather than trying to kind of put on the oh i've got to be a mentor now yeah. show like how, how do you fight that personally Oh, for me, there's no fight. I'm just being. <laughs> the car's messy. It's messy. Um, I'm angry right now. I'm angry. I'm not happy about that because they need to see both the story and the glory because most people see the glory, but they don't realize there's a story behind the glory. And, and I think effective mentorship is seeing both sides of the story because inside every Superman, there's a Clark Kent. You know, so if a mentee sees both, they realize, oh, wow. So he had to one of the young people um, I'm mentoring right now, she'll witness me creating an idea. She'll see me go through the painful process of creating the idea, and then she'll see the idea on stage in its full form. So she gets to see the full process. So for me, just be. Because I'm comfortable enough to in myself to know that whatever you see is what you get. Because if I put forward a different person, I'm robbing you of the true lesson. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's good. That's good. Just to take you back a step to that test, fail, learn, repeat. Yeah. I'm not as good at the song as you are. <laughs> um, let's just, yeah, the test, I think everyone's out there trying to try new mm -hmm. things. Yeah. The fail is a really interesting one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because I think we've hit a point in culture recently where failure has almost now become just as, you know, kind of sexier things are put up on a pedestal and go, oh, yeah, look at all my failures. And, and it's kind of almost being used as a badge of honor now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, how do we fail well mm -hmm. uh, to actually take that to your point to go to that next stage of learn yeah. what's the gap between those two points in that journey for you i think for me it's you know i failed and i've got to make sure that i reflect on my failures pick up the lessons because that's why it's so important to have a goal what is your goal what is your why why are you doing what you're doing who do you want to impact oh i failed ten thousand times and i still didn't reach the promised land you need to reach that promised land. And I think your goal is what's going to determine your pathway. So for me, okay, I, I've tried to start a particular business. I failed in that. I keep pushing until I start that business because that business is supposed to serve young people. So it's up to me to make sure that that goal is fulfilled. I can celebrate the failure, but if no one is benefiting from the outcome, then what's the point? So I'm always sort of um, ethno-centered in, in my approach. Tell us a little bit more about your story. How did you first get started in this idea of bringing happiness to the UK, being this kind of UK happiness ambassador? It's a fascinating idea. Tell us where that came from. I've always uh, gone through the whole journey of um, education and I saw a motivational speaker say, find something you love doing and build your life around that very one thing. And I thought to myself, oh, I love, I've always wanted to become an actor, but I didn't think I was good enough. So I thought, what's the closest thing? I saw a speaker on stage who was very charismatic. I thought, I want to be a speaker. So I ran and I started doing speaking. And on stage at the same time, I was able to perform and push 
through who I wanted to, to be. And I realized that there's one thing talking about what you want to do and there's doing it. And I was talking about it for such a long time, telling others, follow your dream, follow your dream. And I said to myself, hey, how about your acting dream? What's going on? So I combined the two when I'm on stage to be able to help others tap into their greatness. So it's a win-win situation. <laughs> and so you started that journey, you say, 20 years ago in, in yes. a way. Yeah. When did it, um, when was, maybe tell us a story or think of a time when you went from the moment of going like, oh, this is becoming a thing that I can really make happen mm. for myself, that this could become my full-time job, my business. Was there a moment when you realized that was going to be the case? Yeah, for me, I, I allowed the fun to drive me and, and the people that needed me. So I kept going into schools, doing free assemblies, going into schools, doing free assemblies. And I thought, well, this is actually a business now. And I had to be my own admin, I had to be my own marketing, accounts, you name it. And I remembered sort of I started in my bedroom, a very small bedroom, and my phone was right next to me and I would roll into my office literally and picking up calls. And I started getting more calls and I started asking others to help me. Then all of a sudden I realized that this is actually a business. And that moment of realizing that this can actually be something that I can make a living from, it's a beautiful moment. But my first primary drive was... Let me add value by having fun as well. And so it went from that stage of um, you in the bedroom, building it up, going out, doing assemblies, beginning to do talks elsewhere, going into businesses. Um, and then you begin to grow this kind of team of people around you to help support with that. Just maybe talk us through a little bit what that was like taking on the first kind of people to come and work alongside you. Because I think for many people in this uh, you know, media industry in particular, it can be a very solitary pursuit for a while, or you're at the other end of the scale working in a big place with people all around you. But there's that big middle ground of adding the first few people to your team. Um, what, what have you looked for in the people that you've added to your business and what's been that process for you? Uh, initially, it's really scary. It's like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to hire someone. I'm going to have to pay that person. But when the need is so great, I always ask myself, what is the return on investment? Don't look at costs. Look at the ROI. So if I take this person on, I don't have to worry about admin. I remember there were times where I'll come out of a speaking engagement and my phone, but you've got 20 new messages and I have to then sit on the train, reply to all these messages, which was taking me away from my core work. So when I look for someone uh, to hire, I always look for passion. You've got to have that passion. Are you driven by money? Because most people say, let's go and make that money. I said, no, it's about growth. If the person is hungry for growth, take them on board. And it depends on what stage you're on. I think for those who are starting out from the start, take on people who are ready to learn. And then eventually from learning, they're going to earning. So you've got to look for the, those who are hungry for growth. Some people, have they've learned. Now they want to earn. And you might not be able to uh, afford to pay them. There are many university students who are, they've got energy. They need to learn. And your business is the perfect place. I'm starting a business soon and I only want to hire millennials who have just fresh out of university, my main, I want my business to be a means to an end. And what is that end? I want them to learn the lessons of life through my business, you know. So there's one person I'm working with at the moment. I'm like, you're late. It's only two minutes. Two minutes too late, you know. So driving that message into them using their business. So hire the young ones who are hungry to learn and then eventually you can, they can start earning through you. 
Let's talk a little bit about the work that you're doing with young people because I think that, you know, we obviously see a lot of young people looking at media careers, um, whether that's into professional journalism, whether that is into being an influencer, <laughs> to use that term, um, or, you know, kind of coming onto YouTube or whatever else that they're trying to do, trying to make their way in the world in that sense. And you work with a lot of these people. When you're in schools and universities at the moment, what are you seeing? What What's uh, the kind of trends that you're seeing amongst young people in terms of where they want to go with their careers? And do you think that we're creating a healthy environment at the moment in the workplace for them to enter into or, or what problems need to be solved uh, we hear the story of the glass ceiling there's that and then there's the long bridge and for a lot of young people they want it but they don't believe that they can get it so there's that fear there are some hungry people um, in schools who really want to uh, get there but I believe that giving young people the opportunity to come and see how things are done really is very important because they're on the other side the other city and they only get to see what's happening through their phone but if they can come into the workplace to actually see the process it will be so useful some workplaces are doing it but i think more workplaces can do it uh to get, just allow them to come in and to just see what a typical day is you know um so very important do you think that they are as prepared as they need to be you know you mentioned they're seeing the world through their phone everyone's concerned that you know people young people in particular are overly consumed with social media with technology and that they maybe aren't being prepared for the kind of resilience come back to that point um but also the social skills to be able to actually come into the workplace yeah. is that something you see in your work or is that something that concerns you oh it's big time i mean hello how are you doing eyes down those social skills are missing because they spend a lot of time on the screen. Nothing wrong with the screen. The screen is amazing, but it's how you use it. And I believe that our young people need to be taught real life skills. They're not being taught real life skills. Um, politeness, uh, being organized, being present, uh, negotiation, sales, all those good things that they're gonna need. I believe the workplace is the perfect place to, to teach them that. And they are lacking that. I've been in situations where young people walked into the room and you tell them to stand up and introduce themselves and they can't do it. Just your name. That's a problem. Just your name. No? Okay, I can't do it. And you could see physically trembling. And I think to myself, what are we doing to our next generation? So. And when you dig into it with those with those young people that suffer in that way that can't necessarily kind of present themselves in the way that we would probably expect most people to be able to do when they're leaving college or university, what do they cite as being reasons why they've not necessarily got that confidence or why they've not got that self-belief? Fear of judgment. Really? Fear of judgment. Uh, my friends are going to judge me because young people, you know, the inhibition is still very high. Every now more than every people, ah, look at you, you're an idiot. Ah, oh, you sound stupid there. You know, so a lot of young people are walking into a situation feeling that they're going to be judged. And that's it. And once you make that person feel comfortable in their mistake, I said, listen, you might have messed up, but it's your mess. Embrace it. You know, so don't be afraid to mess up. Yeah. And I suppose that that leads, I suppose, to the question of that if there's that fear of judgment, then when you're talking on the other end of it with workplaces, I think we see this a lot in the work that I go and do when I'm talking with workplaces about kind of workplace culture. Yeah is that they're not necessarily creating environments where it's okay to fail early on in your career in that way as well. Yeah, I think failure is critical. I love failing. I've actually got a uh, take-risk budget, meaning I'm going to spend all this money taking risk and failing and learning from it. 
And I think that is so important that every business needs to have that because you're getting young people coming in to your workplace. They need to embrace failure. They need to learn how to fall and get back up again. I think that's critical. So, yeah, environment to celebrate failure is so critical. The, the take risk budget is something that I think I can take away from here and, and uh, take and implement in my own business. So I think that's a, that's a fantastic concept. Just um, in summary, maybe just tell us a little bit about what you're going to be sharing here today at the sessions and maybe just what a couple of the key takeaways for those that weren't able to make it uh, to get along here today in London that they might want to kind of learn from what you can share with us today. Yeah, my thing is going from grace, uh, from performance to grace. You know, there's there's two big things um, and understanding how to avoid burnout, because once you find your flow, there will be no burnout. Sometimes I'm up till two, three in the morning and I wake up again the next day and where are you not running out of energy? No, because I love what I do. Once you find your why, you never you never burn out. Love that. Well, thank you, Action Jackson. Thanks so much for spending some time with us for the Signal podcast. Just tell us if people want to follow what you do, they maybe want to get in touch, maybe have you come in. Where can they go to do that? Where can they learn more about what you do? Yep. So I'm on Instagram, Action Jackson Live. I'm on Twitter, Action Jackson by itself. And uh, email is jacksonican at icloud.com. Thanks. Well, if you want to get in touch with Action Jackson, I'm sure he'll be very pleased to hear from you. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on this week's Signal podcast. Thank you very much. All the best and stay happy.